This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. And so this past year, it's grown to over half a million. And so I can now call myself a half millionaire. It was so eye-opening to just see what I was making versus what I was spending and where I could cut back, that that motivated me. If you don't even know or have an idea of what's happening in your finances, you can't really be excited to plan or set goals or make action. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're bringing you another Best of MKM episode. This week, we're featuring two interviews we did this year with two women who are experiencing that debt-free living while their kids are young. More options, more choices, and more time freedom, right? Justine Nelson from the popular Debt Free Millennials YouTube channel from California and Megan Jones, an all-star real estate agent in Georgia, are our two featured guests today. They are both going to share the details of their debt-free journey, how they partnered with their spouses, and what their debt-free life looks like now with young kids at home. Without further delay, let's jump into this Best of MKM episode from this year with Justine Nelson and Megan Jones. For some people like me, debt can feel like an incredible weight on your shoulders. After carrying that weight for a while, there comes a time when you say, I'm done with this. On our debt-free living segment today, we're going to interview Justine Nelson from the popular Debt-Free Millennials YouTube channel and the new author of the book, Investing for Kids Activity Book. Justine became debt-free after paying off over $35,000 of debt in just over two years. Today, we're going to learn how how she accomplished this financial goal and what she's doing to build wealth for her family now. Welcome to the show, Justine. Thank you, Andy. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad we're doing this. This was way overdue. It's very way overdue. You and I have known each other for way too long and I can't believe I haven't had you on the show. I do this survey every once in a while with the listeners of Marriage, Kids, and Money and I say, which guest do you want me to have on the show? And your name has popped up over the past two or three years, so it's on me that I haven't made this happen, so I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Well, I'm glad it's happening now and we get to chat and we recently saw each other in person at the big personal finance conference, FinCon. So I think that just like sparks this whole thing to actually happen. Justine, talk to us. Why did you want to become debt-free in the first place? Well, this is a story that actually started when I was in college. I was a sophomore in college and as an 18-year-old, I was blindly taking out student loans because everybody's doing it. And financial aid offices are like, sign the dotted line to pay your tuition. And so I was living off of these student loans and in 2008, my mom lost her job after 25 years of working and she called me and said, Justine, you really need to step up financially and you need to take care of yourself financially. And I think it was that moment that really started to kind of change things for me. 
and I got really scared for the first time because I was just kind of living off of student loans a little bit and also really relying heavily on my parents when really I needed to step up and become financially responsible. So I'm trying to work my way through college. I was a server at Chili's eating, you know, burgers in the kitchen and just trying to cash flow as much of my living expenses as possible. And in 2011, I graduated with my degree in marketing and I had $35,000 in student loan debt. So my very first job, I was making $10 an hour at an advertising agency. And that's when I got the student loan notifications in the mail that said I owed the Department of Education, the government, $253 per month. And I thought to myself, there's no way. There's no way I could do this and do all the things that I wanted, such as, you know, go to the happy hours, do the sushi dates, do the cocktails, travel. I really wanted to travel, and I really wanted to get out of my hometown of Kansas City. I wanted to live someplace else. And so it was those things that I wished for in my life that really started to motivate me and get me curious about what life could look like if I didn't have these debt payments, if I had that extra $253 per month, what would I rather spend it on than a debt payment? I love how you remember that specific amount to $253 per month. So what did you do to get rid of the debt? How did you increase your income, decrease your expenses? What did you do? Yeah. So it's funny because my parents had actually taken a Dave Ramsey class and we know Dave Ramsey, a personal finance expert who's been around a long time. And I had read one of his books and I thought, okay, this whole budgeting thing I can get on board with. So I started to create a written budget. The number one tool that helped me pay off all of that debt is a written budget, a plan for my money, the income that was coming in, the expenses going out, and then also really focusing on how much extra I could put towards those debt payments. Now, in the span of about two and a half years, two years and five months, I started off making $10 an hour. I got my first salary job after that internship, and I was making $33,000 per year. At the end of the debt-free journey, I made $41,000 per year. So I really did focus on kind of the the stones, the, the stair-stepping of my career. Like, how can I jump to the next thing that is going to increase my income? But also, I didn't really increase my lifestyle at that time. I'll tell you a story. During this time when I was paying off my debt, I was driving a 2002 Ford ZX2 Escort. It's a little compact two-door car. They only made them like three years <laughs> until they discontinued making them. But it was a perfect little car for a high schooler. So I got it in high school. I drove it through college. And afterwards, I ended up getting rear-ended so hard that the back rear bumper completely broke in shred. It was in shreds and it bent the frame of the vehicle. So my car was deemed totaled. And so that was a big fork in the road because I was working on this debt payoff plan at that time. And so it was almost like, do I take the salvage title and the cash payout that the insurance company is giving me? And do I use that to either like put a down payment on a new car and get a car loan? Or do I take that money and put it towards the debt and drive a beater 
And so (laughs) if you follow debt-free millennials, you know which path I chose. I ended up taking the salvage title, taking the cash payout, and I continued to drive that car without a bumper. I don't know if this is very safe, but I did drive it without a bumper for about three months. And then my dad and I went to a U-Pullet junkyard. It's these types of junkyards where you go in and you basically walk up and down and kind of see what parts are available from these junk cars or cars that have got in car accidents. And then if you have the tools, you can take it off and then you pay a small fee for it. So we ended up finding, I kid you not, the exact same bumper in the same color (laughs) as my car, same color, same model for $25. You just had to go and look. And not a lot of us think that way nowadays where it's like, oh, what's the quickest, easiest solution? Probably the most expensive solution to solve this problem. So yeah, good on you for doing that and getting scrappy to get it all done. So how long did it take you again to eliminate this debt as you were being frugal, living on a budget and then increasing your income? Yeah. So it took me two years and five months. I started this debt-free journey right after I graduated college. So I was 23 years old and I was 25. Yeah. Just shy of 26 before and I had paid it off. So I was 25 years old. And then did you meet your husband around this time or when did Kyle come into the picture? So yeah, Kyle and I actually met in college my senior year. So this was right before I went all gung-ho on the debt-free journey. So he saw my transition (laughs) from broke college student to debt-free in her mid-20s. And it was funny because as our relationship got more serious throughout that time, he continued to joke with me, I'm not going to propose to somebody who has debt. So you better get it paid off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that slightly tough love was was enough for you to still want to be married to him, huh? (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure he would have still, he would, he definitely would have married me even if I had debt. So I ended up paying the debt off in April, 2014. And then we got engaged that July And it was really an incredible feeling because we got engaged and I knew I no longer had debt payments. And at one point, you know, I got so intentional about that debt payoff that I was paying over a thousand dollars per month towards the student loan debt and kept my expenses really, really low. At that time I was living, I moved back from Kansas city, back to my college town and I was working for my university in their marketing department. And so my college town has like 50,000 people. It's a small town. And so my expenses were really low. My rent was $700 a month. My groceries, I mean, was no more than $150 a month. And any opportunity that I had to make extra income, whether it be working overtime or picking up freelance writing jobs with a local magazine, I would take any of that extra income and throw it at the debt. But what was cool about all that is that once we became, once I became debt-free and we got engaged, I knew that I had so much freed up money that I could put towards paying towards a really nice wedding. So you guys got the nice wedding and you started to become a married couple. Did that frugality, the ability for you to pay attention to your money, keeping that gap, you know, large between your income and expenses, did that help you continue to build wealth for your new family? 
Absolutely. And I think because of that, we were able to move from small town Kansas to San Diego, California. My husband got a job out there and it was it allowed me to pivot from this corporate marketing job, which I was good at, but wasn't really passionate about. And it allowed me to pivot into starting my own business and really building up my own brand with debt-free millennials and teaching millennials how to pay off debt and live payment-free. And I think those are the things that allowed us to really focus the money towards things like investing and build up our net worth. We also had a baby a year and a half ago. So we have this new baby and it's really fun to know that we have the finances to support her and also to give her financial knowledge that we want to pass down to her and maybe to another kid someday. I love that. That's incredible. So how has your net worth grown from when you became debt-free to where you are today? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was thinking about this, you know, when, (laughs) when I got out of the negative net worth and started building, it's only, you know, $500, a thousand dollars. And it's a couple thousand dollars because you're able to put more towards investing vehicles like a 401k or a 403b. I got curious about different investment types like traditional IRAs or Roth IRAs. A great book that I read is The Simple Path to Wealth by JL. Collins. It is a book that I continue to look up information through throughout my years of investing. I'll, I will continue to refer back to that book because he gives you the process of these are the step by step. These are the investment vehicles you should look at. So I remember looking at my net worth and it was like thirty, forty thousand dollars Now that Kyle and I have combined forces, which is great about being in a relationship like this and being married is that we could really, you know, double down on our efforts. So last year I was just taking a look at this because I track my net worth in personal capital. And I think you use that too, right? I do. Yeah. It's a great, it's a sponsor of the show. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, personal capital. Thank you, personal your capital. Net worth, your net worth tracker is amazing. Last year in 2021, I had seen in January 2021, we were at just under 400K. I've never shared this on my channel. So this is an exclusive, Andy, <laughs> for Marriage, Kids, and Money. I'll I've take it. This. Thank you, Justine. <laughs> That's incredible. Right after you paid off that debt, oh, zero or negative to $400,000 in the swing. That's incredible. Yeah. And so this past year, it's grown to over half a million. And so I can now call myself a half millionaire. <laughs> I love it. That's incredible. Way to go, Justine. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to your status, Andy. It's it's very encouraging to see other families who can hit you know, the six-figure status and just hearing about their journeys. It helps Kyle and I to stay on the path of continuing to max out you know, employer-sponsored retirement plans. That is one of the easiest ways that you can build wealth. Yeah, absolutely. And it just compounds over time. So I know you and Kyle are going to blow me and Nicole out of the water because we did it at 38 and you guys are what, in your young 30s? I just turned 34. Okay. So yep. We'll then, the, then the race is on, girl. Let's do it. I've got, I've got some work to do. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, there's no race, everybody. This is just two friends having some friendly banter. But in all reality, there is no race. Honestly, everybody's path is completely different. Personal finance is completely personal. Wherever you are in your journey, as long as you're moving forward and trying to give your family the best life possible, I think that's what you can do as a family. Now, if somebody's listening, Justine, and they are super inspired about how you conquered your debt and then have moved your family towards half-millionaire status, what is one small step they could take following this interview to move in that direction? The best thing that I think if you want to become debt-free and make your wealth increase is starting with that written budget. So I provide a budget template. It's free to use if you go to debtfreemillennials.com slash toolkit. There is a free download for you to use the same budgeting template that Kyle and I still use today. I've been using it for about 10 years now, and I've been tweaking the system along the way. So you can also follow along on our journey as we work towards a big down payment for the purchase of our first home. You can follow along with that over at YouTube at Debt Free Millennials. Justine, outside of your great YouTube channel and your website, you've got a great new book. Tell people about it and where they can get it. Yeah, I recently wrote this book, fantastic project for me to work on this past year, called Investing for Kids Activity Book. There's 65 activities all about growing, saving, and investing your money. It's for ages 8 to 12, but honestly, a lot of the activities work for older kids and a great refresher for adults. You can purchase it on Amazon. Find it on Amazon. It would make a great gift for your favorite kid in your life. Absolutely. We're starting off our year and you want to build that generational wealth. This is a fantastic book for it. And it makes it really tangible. And there's great activities for kids as well as adults. I mean, honestly, I read through some of it. I'm like, I just learned like four or five things. I know it says ages eight through 12, but I learned a lot as well. Justine, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month 
each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. On our debt-free living segment today, we're going to interview Megan Jones from Atlanta, Georgia. Megan and her husband, Chad, became debt-free after paying off around $90,000 of debt in their 20s. Today, we're going to learn how they accomplished this family financial goal and what they're doing with their money now. Welcome to the show, Megan. Hi, I'm so glad and excited to be here, Andy. Thank you so much for bringing us on. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you here and to have you share this story with us and inspire other families out there looking to clobber their debt. So let's talk about why you wanted to become debt-free in the first place. You know, honestly, before we, Chad and I became a family, I, I just had in my head, I was tired of working and not enjoying the fruits of my labor, so to speak. It was like, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, and it just wasn't a good cycle. I already kind of felt bogged down at work, so why did I want to feel extra bogged down with the money I was getting from work? And it was just vanishing. I would get a paycheck, especially after that first big girl job and the money just disappeared to debt after debt after debt. And then I'm left with like zero to nothing, having to do it all over again. And it was just a really interesting mindset to have. And it was very depressing, honestly, to to do that and be in a rabbit race, as we like to call it, a rat race. And so I wanted to get out of it. I like your rabbit race because it feels more appropriate because we're just running around like crazy, like rabbits, trying to figure it all out. And it doesn't make any sense. So let's talk about the debt that you had at that time. Tell us about what this $90,000 was. So I will say that 70000 was little old me. Chad had about twenty. dollars uh, Bless his soul for still marrying me. <laughs> but the 70000 accumulated was I had a luxury car, which was about $40,000. And then I had credit card debt. Luckily, it wasn't student loans. I was able to get through school. But what I didn't understand was the concept of credit cards. I got all excited because they would approve me for these large amounts. And I would swipe, 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 swipe. And I remember I asking my mom, hey, mom, they said I owe somebody. Who who do I owe? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And it didn't make sense because my mom had honestly prepared me. I had a credit card with her, but I think it just was different when you get on your own and you're not having to pay that credit card that you're like, wait, what? I thought this was still connected to yours, mom. I thought you were taking care of it. So I had racked up tons of debt from electronics at Best Buy to furnishing my new house to, you know, nails, hair, you name it. I was swiping, honey, out of control. And so that's where that came from. My husband had a little bit of student loans and then a little bit of credit card debt as well. I love that story because that's so true. I did the same thing when I graduated from college. I'm like, well, I'm going to start adulting and just do all the things that my parents did, but I didn't have the money that they did and the financial literacy that they did on how to handle all of it. So let's talk about how you eliminated that $90,000 of debt. What steps did you take once you realized, oh, this is mine for taking care of? How did you do it? Did you guys increase income, decrease expenses? Talk to us about that. 
I love that question. It was a little bit of two things. I guess for my personal journey first, I will say I started my debt-free journey before Chad and I even got engaged. So that's good. And what clicked was the Dave Ramsey plan, honestly, was baby steps. And I started with that. I saved $1,000 and then I started snowballing my debt. What was crazy though is I did realize I needed to increase my income, which kind of forced me out of the job I had. And so I started side hustling. I created a consulting business. I started Uber and Lyft, selling clothes, Barton, you name it. I was collecting every dollar I could. And then I finally switched careers and got into real estate, which really increased my income. And then I decreased expenses, going out like crazy, eating out with my friends. If I had food at home, y'all better just bring me a sandwich from Chick-fil-A because I'm not paying $12 to go eat with y'all. And then 15 more dollars to catch an Uber to go drink with y'all or whatever we were doing. So I did cut back on a lot of things and started getting serious about where my money was going and what was coming in and what was a priority. And the debt became the first priority. Everything else had to wait. I love that. Talk to me about those difficult conversations with those friends, because I think that's tough for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people understand the math. Okay, make more and then use that money to pay off the debt. But talk about those difficult conversations with friends where you had to say no right now. Yeah, you know, honestly, it became more difficult for me because I'm like a socialite. They would just ask me one or two times and I'd be like, no, I'm not going. But then at home, I have that FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. I'm seeing their stories. But I had to remember, do I want a quick Snapchat story of happiness. And then I'm looking back at the credit card bill of why this night cost $100. Or do I want to eventually be able to look at the bigger picture and what is this holding me back from? So it was more the harder conversations with myself to keep me disciplined. My friends supported me, but I don't think it was the support of like being in it with you. It wasn't accountability support. It was just like, okay, girl, you ain't going. We'll see you next time, you know? So that part wasn't difficult. I think the biggest difficult conversation was when Chad and I did get engaged and we had to break down numbers together and look at, who is making what, who owes what, whose credit is what. People don't realize that debt also impacts your credit, which impacts larger purchases, your house, your you know credit cards. If you do get some and use it as a debit, like it just continues to roll like a domino effect. So the hard conversations had to be personal with me and then with my husband. Well, now husband. Obviously, after those conversations, you guys were able to have that transparency and openness, and that led into a great marriage now with one kid and and one on the way. Is that right? Yeah, one kid and one on the way. And still to this day, we have like, we could call it the finance talk. And it can be difficult because we're still navigating, you know, being newly married for just two years or so, how to still intertwine things and what's a priority, what's not to make sure we don't fall back into the trap of debt, you know? Talk to us about your general income range, maybe when you started and where you are today. So when I started, I was making about $55,000 at my big girl job. And, you know, back then I thought that was great. And it is depending on how you manage your money. Sometimes it's not about making more. It's about how you manage it. But then when I got into real estate, that skyrocketed just because of the hard work I put in. And I was able to reach six figure incomes and continue that. My husband was somewhere around the same thing. And then he transitioned, was making more about 75 to 80. And then he transitioned to real estate to help me with the business. So now we're both able to have that limitless income potential and continue to stay debt free. So it, it definitely doubled, you know, more, but I was able to, to do it 
my part, I will say, before we got married. We were debt-free on my end before we got married because I just didn't want to take my baggage onto him being that it was so much and then expect him to like, you know, handle what I had brought forth to this lovely union. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. I did the exact opposite. I brought a bunch of debt in and then had my wife help me pay it off. In fact, I bought her engagement ring with my student loans. So oh she ended up helping goodness. pay off her own engagement ring. Talk about that for romance. Listen, huh? I was going to say, those are the difficult <laughs> conversations, but you know what? It doesn't matter when you have somebody that you can do it with. You know what I mean? You just are able to love on each other in different ways and know that you have that same end goal. So hats off to y'all, whatever way you got there for doing it. Gotta love the partnership, right? When you get married, it's at least two people to win in the wins and then also share in the losses as well. (laughs) Well, let's talk about when you guys were able to pay that off and how things are different for you now. Like, What are you doing with that extra money now that you don't have to worry about debt? Absolutely. So I love that question. So I think number one, my husband probably would wish we were probably still in debt a little bit so I could spend less. (laughs) But no, seriously, what we're really doing with our money now is number one, it's investing in our businesses to make sure that they can grow to where we want them to be. We invested in rental properties and now have some passive income. We also invest in what I like to call family self-care. So vacations, mini projects around the house, but also our kids. So we had a savings goal that we wanted to reach, which we did. And now with two kids, we were actually just talking about up in that and like creating different savings and and funds for them. So we have some even future goals that we need to start working towards. But that's kind of where the money's going to enjoy each other, you know, to to be able to experience certain things that we may not have before. We just came back from Aruba and that was absolutely wonderful. Uh, We've been vacationing once a month, actually, since we got pregnant again, because I know I'm about to be on lockdown, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Do it while you can, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where the dollars are going right now. I love that. So I'm thinking about the different times in Megan's life now. We talked about in the beginning of our conversation, you making a good amount of money for what you needed as a young woman, being like, man, all this is going towards the bills and the debts. And now you're in a position combined with your husband and your thriving businesses where you guys have plenty and an ability to enjoy life now. Where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years with your money situation? And where do you want to be that makes you just as excited to keep pushing forward? You know, I love that question. And I used to think that it was a certain number. It's really not. It's a feeling of being able to do what comes to your mind within reason without worrying about money, right? So the other day I was just telling him I wanted to do the baby shower a certain way. And then I was like, do I really want to do it that way? And he had me thinking like, okay, do you want to do it that way? Because that's just what you think you want or what do you really want? And then plan from there. So I think in the future, it's just about having a safety net times three. You know, they talk about three to six months, but I now want safety nets for one to two years or three to four years, depending on if more kids come and I don't want to work or whatever the case may be. So that's one thing. And the second thing would be to start being able to give back a little bit more. We do an annual Christmas giveaway, but I would love to be able to do something maybe even quarterly or maybe host more events for people and, you know, different resources that we can offer and provide because you're blessed to be a blessing. And also travel. Once the kids get a little bit older, I do want to experience seeing travel 
even more. I want to hit Paris and I want to hit Africa and I want to, you know, do all the things. So that's kind of the vision I see and whatever dollar sign that is, then that's what I need. (laughs) I love that. Good for you. And I love the ability to design the life that's unique to you and Chad and maybe say, hey, this is what fits best for us right now. So I think that's fantastic. Megan, somebody's listening right now and they probably have, you know, call it $50,000 of debt, maybe a hundred, close to $100,000 of debt like you did when you guys started out. What's one piece of advice that you'd leave with them to motivate them to pay down this debt and start living the life that they're excited about? Yeah, you know, I love that question. And this may sound like a basic answer. But the first thing I would say is doing a audit of your income, your finances, your expenses. It was so eye opening to just see what I was making versus what I was spending and where I could cut back that that motivated me. If you don't even know or have an idea of what's happening in your finances, you can't really be excited to plan or set goals or make action. So I would say, take that first step to just look at your checking account, look at your savings account, look at your credit card account, really dig deep into that and figure out, what is going on so you can then start making a change and be inspired and motivated to make a change. And when the motivation dies down, you can look at those numbers again and feel that determination and that discipline to then get that big picture result that you're wanting to have. So get that Excel spreadsheet out or sticky notes or a notebook and start looking at those numbers seriously. I love it. Megan, I'm inspired right now listening to this. Where can people connect with you? Maybe learn more from you, follow you on Instagram, whatever. Tell people where they can connect with you. I absolutely am an Instagram lover. So you can follow me at Megan Jones and it's M-A-E-G-H-A-N, Megan Jones, J-O-N-E-S. And then you can also check out my website, meganjones.com slash links or, you know, forward slash links. And that has everything from my real estate business to my coaching business to even some videos that I did on a little bit more in depth on things I did to get debt free on YouTube. So you'll find everything there. And Andy, I'm just so glad you're doing this. I think that this is a conversation that needs to be had more and more and more. Thank you for even having me and having this platform to do this. Thank you, Megan. I appreciate it. And if you guys are in the Atlanta area, check her out for real estate. I think you guys would be hitting it big with Megan. Megan, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome, Andy. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Now, everybody, we're getting some positive praise for our new course, Make My Kid a Millionaire. And I'm really, really excited about it. This is my new course focused on building and protecting generational wealth and happiness for your kids. Here's what Samantha, a user of the course, a course participant and a mother to an elementary age boy had to say about the course so far. We have been following along with Andy Hill's Make My Kid a Millionaire course. It is super helpful and informative. Our son is naturally money oriented and excited to watch his bank accounts grow with his new chore charts. And then she took a picture of her boy next to the chore charts that come along with the course for free that is included in the course. So got a lot of these little PDFs that are included to make a full course for you guys. And it's a lot of fun. So Samantha, thank you so much for this positive feedback. I am so glad to hear that your son is getting excited about building wealth and happiness for himself today and for his future. 
to give you a preview of the course, everybody, a sort of try it before you buy it opportunity, go to makemykidamillionaire.com to get access to a free 10-minute section of the course entitled the 6040 Generational Wealth Plan. In that video, you're going to learn about the third generation challenge, smart money management for kids, and why wealth isn't just about money. Again, go to makemykidamillionaire.com to access that free resource today. If you like the concept and you like the material, you can consider buying the course and you'll get access to our Make My Kid a Millionaire private community with me and other parents looking to build generational wealth and happiness as well. Again, makemykidamillionaire.com. I hope to see you there. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Anne Sweeney. Define success in your own terms, achieve it by your own rules, and build a life you're proud to live. Here's to creating your debt-free future, my friends. Carpe diem. 